0: Garland of Visions, Maya Darshanam, verse 3. That because of which the non-self, anatma, is understood as unreal, and the self, atma, as real, is what this vidya is, as in the case of ascertaining that the snake is unreal and the rope alone is real. The first verse of this chapter made it clear that the possibility of maya manifesting variously is endless. Of these possibilities, how it manifests as vidya, knowledge, is discussed in this verse. How the same maya manifests as avidya, ignorance or niscience, the opposite of vidya, will be stated in the next verse. What the word vidya signifies is not the clear understanding we gain that atma, the self alone, is real and anatma, the non-self, is unreal. The ultimate reality, as was seen in verse 2-7, is chit or pure consciousness in a sense. Consciousness never remains functionless, and as a result, everything that appears as the endless world emerges from itself. The nature of the variety of this self-unfoldment of consciousness decides what our world experience is. The function of consciousness in the form of knowing the reality in the right way and in the wrong way both happen in the same chit. Vidya is defined here as that particular function of consciousness because of which we come to the correct understanding that Atma alone is what exists and that all that appears to be existing, called here Anatma, the non-self, is unreal. This vidya is one of the endless specific manifestations of maya. In short, vidya, as understood here, does not mean the correct knowledge of reality. On the other hand, it denotes the specific function of consciousness by which we gain a correct understanding of reality. The correct knowledge of reality is called jnana, and vidya is the mental function that leads us to jnana. A piece of rope seen at twilight sometimes appears to be a snake. Such a misperception is caused by a deluding mental function. It is yet another mental function that enables one to realize that it really is a piece of rope and that the snake appearance was merely an illusion. It is a mental function similar to this second mentioned disillusion that makes you realize what really exists is atma alone and that the apparent world is a snake-like illusion. According to Shankara, the propounder of the Maya theory, avidya is a synonym for maya. He thinks of maya as the illusion universally prevailing, and avidya as the same illusion affecting each individual's perception of reality. In other words, maya exists in each of us in the form of avidya, and this avidya could be destroyed only with vidya the enlightenment of the real. Slightly variant is the Maya concept of Narayana Guru. He treats both Vidya and avidya as two apparent opposite facets of the function of consciousness. And this multifaceted functional manifestation of consciousness is caused by Maya. This variance in the line of thought of Guru from Shankara cannot simply be treated as incidental. Darshanamala was written by the Guru towards the end of his life. He, in his prime of life, had presented his philosophy in his own original way, in his Pade Satakam. In that work also, Guru underscores the point that it is because of Maya that the one consciousness manifests functionally, both as Vidya and Avidya. See verse 72. Atma is pure consciousness in essence, and this consciousness is creative in itself and as a result, various functions find expression in it. These functional modes appear as finite manifest forms, ranging from the most subtle mind to the most gross matter. This phenomenon results also in our treating these manifest forms, called anatma, this non-self, by the Guru in the present verse, as real, completely oblivious of the consciousness reality underlying all these. Making this possible, there is a mysterious maya power in the very same consciousness, and it is called avidya in Vedanta. Each eye thus is subject to this avidya and is in need of release from its grip. The only way to accomplish this goal is realizing that each eye is really one of the apparent forms of pure consciousness, chit the underlying substance, just as a pot, realizing itself to be clay in a sense. By chance there emerge a few who, with such an end in view, turn their search towards what is real in themselves. Such search for reality is also a functional mode of the very same consciousness, a manifestation of consciousness, and that manifest form of consciousness is called Vidya here. Consciousness could thus function in two extremely opposite ways and this is caused by Maya. But a transcendental state of enlightenment that goes beyond this duality is also there and it is called Turiya by the Guru in verse 72 of the Atma Pradesh Satakam. Consciousness Chit is what ultimately exists and what exists always manifests itself as well. The manifest form of chit is called bhāna, and that of sat is bhāva. Without chit there is no bhāna, and without bhāna no chit exists either. Likewise, without sat there is no bhāva, and without bhāva no sat can exist. This is just like saying no ornament form can exist without gold, and no gold can exist without assuming some form. Though logically conceivable as two, ornament form and gold, sat and bhava, chit and bhana, none has ever existed separately and will never exist so either. Likewise is the oneness of consciousness and its functional modes. The non-duality of the two is not to be logically conceived but is to be directly experienced as constituting one's own being, the seeker becoming lost in it.